Okay, welcome to... It's been a little while since we've done our uh, yeah. adventures in auditing in Salt Lake County Auditor's Office. I'm Richard Yossi, Chief Deputy. I am Chris Harding, the County Auditor. And today we're joined by a special guest, Audra, who's one of our audit managers. So Audra, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Audra Byland. I'm one of, one of two audit managers within the office. Uh, moved to Salt Lake about three and a half years ago. Yeah, so... Uh, my favorite story about Audra is um, Ross, who's our senior advisor, said um, basically you started right before COVID and it was a, here's your laptop, Audra, don't come back because we don't know what the world's like, but good luck. <laughs> and you hit the ground running. So that would be awesome. Um, today we're here to talk about um, the audit of countywide policies, which sounds like perhaps one of the most boring topics but really important so audra why, why would you say the countywide policies is important to have them up to date um and aligned with functions of you know up, up to date in terms of the auditor should do this and that's actually what the auditor does so there's a variety of reasons but i think the key point is that when we're auditing we are auditing to the policies and procedures within these countywide policies. If they are outdated, then we are auditing to outdated procedures. Um, I think a key point was that we noticed our office was mentioned quite a bit in terms of performing trainings, uh, being responsible for getting notifications like art deaccessioning, uh, things like that. And so when that's happening, we have basically a dissolution of controls within the county um, agencies aren't um, reporting or notifying the proper agencies um, as mentioned within the county policies so Chris I want to address you know kind of a follow-up to you um, you've emphasized a lot gagus and having an audit auditing the standards so can you expand a little bit more on what Audra said in terms of like why is it important to you as the elected auditor as you try to follow Gagas and as we prepare for a peer review? Yeah, uh, Gagas is kind of like our auditing policies. They're they're the rules we have to follow uh, that ensure that our audit is properly planned. Um, the the right things that we're supposed to think about as as auditors that we think about risks from fraud, uh, risk from just folks doing things they shouldn't be doing. That's our policies, essentially. Um, and, and that's, I don't know who thinks policies are boring. I think they're exciting. Uh, but management is, is just that. They're the ones that are supposed to control an organization, run it, and, and figure out the objectives and the goals they want to accomplish that. And then internal controls are implemented through policies that management sets forth kind of their rules and guidelines for how whatever the entity is, big or small, in our case, uh, Salt Lake County, how it should operate, what are the rules. And, and if policies are outdated, as Audra mentioned, or if they're not existent, um, it, it, there's a, a breakdown in the internal controls folks don't know what they should be doing and and the same for us if we're not following some standards we don't know if we're doing the right thing and people can't necessarily place reliance on our audits so 
That's why Gagas is important. So I'll, I'll ask this question to both of you because we've seen this in some of our audits where we're, we're auditing and the, the policy says the auditor's office, for example, should give this training. And we don't do it, and it's, it's now part of mayor's finance. How do you treat that when the auditee goes, well, the policy says you're supposed to do it. And we're like, yeah, but we don't. And, and also audit to the policy. It definitely creates a tricky situation. Um, typically, what will happen, though, is we will default to what if there is the current procedure. So we have had it happen where it's like, okay, this is the responsibility of mayor's finance or mayor. Um, and so we'll end up designing the test and auditing to what the current procedure is with these updates. But it definitely adds a level of confusion um, and clarification because we totally understand that agencies are doing it based on what's in the county policy and they are outdated. Um, and so we acknowledge that as, especially when we're doing our testing, that these are outdated, um, but the current procedure in place is to, you know, notify uh, mayor's finance. You know, uh, one of the things I find interesting about policies and about how we've emphasized Gagas is that regardless of, whether or not the auditor's office was or is responsible for training some departments, had they been using Gagas, they would have realized it's not even appropriate for the auditor to provide training, cash handling training, because that is a, a, a function of management. And, and Gagas helps to guide us and say that, hey, when someone does auditing, they need to be independent from the function that they're auditing. If, if the auditor's uh, office is in charge of training folks and, and, for example, giving them training on cash handling, then it, it makes us not independent, and therefore we shouldn't be auditing the folks that we have trained. Uh, fortunately, we have implemented uh, GAGUS in our office, but... Fortunately, back in, was it 2012, Richard, when they moved the functions yeah. of accounting and budgeting over to mayor's finance, that was a great move. The auditor at the time may have fought it, but auditing-wise, that was perfect. We should not be in charge of those functions and still conducting audits. Uh, so hopefully that helps clear up some confusion. Maybe it created a little more confusion, but... <laughs> so... Um no, I think that, that that's helpful because it is, like uh, Audra said, a sticky situation when uh, the policy says one thing, but practicality, it's, it's something else. So in this audit, um, our office looked at all policies, which I think uh, we can attest that there's some very complex policies, and we're not the subject matter experts on probably, Audra's laughing at me, probably very few of them. Um, and it's, in terms of, having a comprehensive review of all these, it is going to be a countywide effort um, to look at that. But we did look, we did judgmentally sample five, five policies where we, we kind of did an in-depth dive into those. And um, Otter, you kind of mentioned one about the art deaccessioning, and that is such a hard word to say. Deaccession. Um, so, if you can remember, like, what, what does that mean and 
what's the process and why is it important that there's all those controls that the policy outlines in place? I mean, like, why is that a good idea? So for the art deaccessioning, which, yes, that is a mouthful, um, within the county, they have, the county has all sorts of artwork within it. um, And fortunately, they haven't needed to deaccession art in a very long time. I think our understanding was it was the first time they had deaccessioned art back in 2021, 2022, um, to their knowledge within like the last 16 years. So it's luckily a policy that hasn't needed to be referenced and used quite frequently. But what ended up happening was as we um, ta- met with the art, the fine arts committee and they talked about what they did, their procedures for deaccessioning this artwork, um, we noticed there was basically a situation right at the end where they're supposed to notify the auditor's office of this deaccessioned artwork because it's supposed to get removed from the, I believe, uh, capital assets inventory for the county. And ultimately what we found out was that we hadn't been notified of this uh, art deaccessioning. And so once again, there was that dissolution of controls of who was appropriately notified of this. Fortunately, it was um, informed to mayor's finance Um, However, because everything was outdated, it created this um, kind of moment of, so what are the procedures? What is in place to do this? That being said, having having that policy present, it did help um, facilitate the appropriate uh, removal of the artwork. um, But because of the notification process, Without the updated control in, um, within the per- policy, it causes confusion without having updated procedures in place. It causes a level of uncertainty within agencies of what their responsibility is supposed to be, who's supposed to be notified. Um, and so that, once again, touches upon just the control environment within the county starts to erode. Chris, do you have anything to add on that? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, folks may think, wow, oh, why do we, you know, do we really need to keep tabs on all this art and stuff? And it may seem like something really minor. Um, I'm reaching back here into my auditing days, but I, I've audited in places uh, like Iraq where you have a, a group of folks who are in power and there are no checks and balances the the fraud waste and abuse is rampant especially where uh public figures are in power and and you see folks in the street that that don't have electricity or running water while other folks you know have palaces all over the country i know we're quite a ways from that but that's how it starts and if it's if you have controls in place for something as small as the i mean you've been to our uh folks listening have probably hopefully been to our building there's art all throughout these uh two two great buildings and and if we're not keeping tabs on the small things like that how can the public uh other employees in salt lake county uh, feel some sort of assurance that the big things are being taken care of the 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 vehicles that we drive the salaries were paid that that those things are operating uh in a manner that they should as well. It's all that tone at the top. So, it, oh, 
And just to jump in, something I forgot to mention is it does open up the opportunity for mismanagement of these county assets. Um, if artwork is getting taken down and moved and, and replaced elsewhere, but no one's keeping track of it, um, it can cause that uh, opportunity for mismanagement of them, uh, theft, things like that. Yeah. Okay, so um, this audit can be found on our website, slco.org slash auditor. Any last thoughts from either one of you on, on this audit, why it was important, and why the public should care? Uh, I think that the public should care because uh, uh, I, I think management, by and large, as we go throughout our audits and do our work, people are trying to do the right things. Uh, you know, the police, the sheriff's office, they're concerned about running the jail, the council about running the, you know, the things they run, our wonderful mayor all the stuff she does but folks need to realize that part of good management is making sure that you're routinely uh, coming in and looking at your policies we pass a lot of policies but we don't always go back and double check hey does this still apply i think we had one policy that was talking about pagers and whatnot it, it it's incumbent upon those in in charge and in management to make sure that the rule book that we're all playing by is up to date and so I think we're on the right track, and, and that should give the residents of Salt Lake County and the employees a little bit better feeling that, hey, things are improving, and, and we're on the right track here in the county. Yeah. Anything else, Audrey? No, I think Chris wrapped that up nicely. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we've got a couple more audits that are either just finishing up or we're in the final stages, so stay tuned for some more episodes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>